So what's my future? You don't have one. I see you, but you can't see me. Welcome to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. This is part three and the conclusion of our extended coverage, coverage, I guess you could say, of Halloween Horror Nights 17, Carnival of Carnage. I am Matt, and joining me, as usual, are my co-host, Karen. Hello. And Quint. Hello. This has been the longest run covering a single event, and I knew... It was going to be, and it's almost designed to be, because as I said, if you haven't heard in the first episode, if you're just joining us in this episode for this series, I did say this show was pretty much built around the idea that I wanted to talk about this year. So we've broken it up into three, and we're in the final stretch, and we're talking about the shows and some last things that I didn't quite know where they fit, though I guess in hindsight, they kind of would have fit in scare zones and theme. I could have done them in the first and second episode, but regardless of that, it's all here. Um, we're ready to go, and we have got... We have four shows to cover. There was yeah. I've always okay. thought of there as, as five shows because there was the opening scare money, because that's just as big as a couple of these. But right. we're, but that was more... That, well, that opened the, the, open the event, and we talked yeah. about it in the first episode. So again, if you haven't heard that, it's in the part one of this Carnival of Carnage. But there's still four other shows. Technically, the one show could it had multiple acts at, on different nights, but I... That is the one of the last four that I've had the least amount of notes on. I'm just going to talk about what's there, and we're not going to break that down scene by scene, or else we have a, a part four of all this. But the four shows that we have to talk about this are called Freak Show, Jack's Carnival of Carnage, which is extremely important this year, more than any other year, and except maybe last year, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure, of course, and the Rocky Horror Picture Show, a tribute. And... So, I guess to start, let's talk about Freak Show because there's not much to talk about Freak Show, mainly because I had not seen it. There's a, but there is a bunch of video clips on YouTube to to see, and the two biggest acts of, of names that I know was one was the Enigma, which I, I'm sure you guys know who that is. If not, yep. when I describe, okay, Karen, you know who that yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a performance second, yes. artist. He has yeah. he's tattooed in puzzle pieces yeah. to look at a distance look like scale, but they're puzzle pieces. He has implants under his skin for horns, and I believe he has a split tongue. Yes. Okay. So he yeah, does. he does a couple of different acts. Um, I, I want to say he does fire eating, but I might be confusing that with the second act. But regardless, you can see his act on YouTube online. Uh, the the second act that I know of that rotated on there is the uh, magician Brian Brushwood. And funny enough, he is a pretty prolific podcaster now. So it's funny that we've kind, kind of waited all this time to say his name. And here he's probably at this point known better to people for podcasting. Uh, he's involved with um, the Diamond Group and some of the things they do with the... Um, 
uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the Tom Merritt and the cable cutters, and there's a and uh, Scott Johnson. So he's kind of in that core group of the like I said, there's the, the gaming community, the the cord cutters, and all that. So he's ironically probably more known for podcasting now, but he was a magician, a very interesting magician. Huh. That's interesting. And he was a fire eater as well. And he had, there's at least one clip I know on YouTube. I'm sure there's his whole act is on there, but he used to do a very interesting act with a voodoo doll on his hand. And it was a, it was a sleight of hand with, you know, putting uh, large skewers through the puppet, the voodoo puppet, which was on his hand, but not on his hand. You know, you, you under, I think you get the picture of what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. And he had this voice modulation thing when he would talk as the, the puppet, which I always thought was interesting, because I could never see how or where he turned that on, and he may not have turned it on himself. It may have been his stage tech that knew the show well enough that switched the mic back and forth. But either, regardless of again of, of the details of it, it's still a pretty interesting show. But neither of these I did see live, so I'm not going to talk much about them. And like I said, these were the um. Well, their they're, they're videos are online. The videos, I think, for almost all these are online. I'm not sure I saw the Rocky Horror one, but since they're available and they're kind of, I don't want to say minor because they're both performances I could never do, but in comparison to the history, that's more what I want to say. To the history of Halloween Horror Nights, they're kind of one-offs. The last, the other three we have to talk about have lineage, they have history, they need to focus more than this one does. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So unless you guys had anything you wanted to say about that, I was going to jump right into the Rocky Horror Picture Show tribute. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah, Rocky Horror Picture Show tribute. That has something that is something that had been around for quite a few years and actually was taken away. I don't know if you want to say taken away, but not used last year for the first time in, I don't know if it was since 17, but in quite a few years. Yeah, and I was really upset about that. I know you, yeah, and me and Quinn were talking about it, that we were yeah. looking forward to seeing it. Be- this was before we knew the reveal of 25, so it's that was too bad. And it's really too bad now, because it wasn't done on the, the Carnage stage, it wasn't done on the Fear Factor stage, it was done on the Beetlejuice stage, and that is gone now. So the likelihood mm-hmm. of this coming back anytime soon is looking yeah. pretty slim. Yeah. Maybe when we hit thirty and we're doing another kind of another anniversary year, they might. But it's and I don't and, and maybe with the um, there is that Fox version coming out this Halloween, so maybe maybe that'll prompt it eh. later. But right now, not looking so good because I don't know where they're going to do it. And I don't really give a shit, honestly. I, I missed the whole Rocky Horror Picture Show stuff when i was young and you know people were i don't know what they take toast or something to go watch it or, i don't know what the a lot of things did, yeah yeah i missed all that shit and i've never ever had any desire to go and pick it up so eh. now lame. <laughs> that's plausible <laughs> now on the other end of that spectrum i did go to this a lot and we went to a theater in allentown pennsylvania to see it quite a few times in fact there was like a long run where we'd go every friday night and we knew the performers. Actually, I think we started going because we knew. I never, the first time I'd gone, I didn't even know what it was. But I had met some friends who knew some of the performers that did the, the reenact. I say performers, but it's they're reenacting the, the thing in front of the stage. And it was, it was I don't want to say a regular part. It's something I went to regularly for a little while. I don't know if it was a regular part of my life. But for to find that middle ground between Quint and I, and Karen might actually be the middle ground. You've, you've probably seen it, but not to the extent I have. Right, Karen? Right. I, I've gone, and I actually went last Halloween. Oh, really? To a place in Bethlehem that had it. And I even dressed up as Columbia to go. Are you serious? 
Yeah. I've never seen even a picture of that. Why is that not on Facebook? Or was um, it? It was. Oh. It's, I dressed up in her pajama outfit. Oh, the, maybe, the Mickey okay. ears. I might have been yeah. thinking of the uh, looking for the, the time warp costume. Yeah. Okay. Then I may have seen it. But, um, but yeah, I certainly didn't go as frequently. I remember you going often <laughs> Way for too much. a period of time. Yes. Yeah. So, but for that, like I was saying, I was leading into the middle ground of this. This is the best parts of Rocky Horror in 20 minutes. And that's just, I mean, it's the music. It's yeah. it's known for it's uh, how odd it is. It's known for being kind of not a good movie, but in a good way. But right. it's I think most known for the music and followed with the audience interaction. This had the music and the audience interaction. They yeah. had the songs. Uh, they had like just a minimal amount of dialogue to set up the scene to, to kind of walk you through where you were in the movie. So that if you if you were familiar with the movie, you, you could place it. And if you weren't familiar with the movie, at least the scene was set for you. They did kind of, I think, broke broke up almost every scene. Maybe not every scene, but the scenes they could with the Charles Gray clips. And he was the um, narrator from the movie. He was the older gentleman uh, mm-hmm. that would that they'd cut back and forth from the movie. Again, I know this means nothing to Quinn, but it's a, it's another element from movies. I'm trying to say. <laughs> but what the and uh, the what was really good, and uh, even if Quint didn't know what. Rocky Horror was or anything that was going on, you would appreciate this because it was sh- extremely well be- well performed. You've seen performers at Universal. You can imagine that if yeah. they're given a, a chance to sing and dance, it's going to be top notch. And this was. And I'll, I'll be honest, like we when we walked by it, we could hear the music sometimes, and the music was pretty good. It's mm-hmm. it's you know, it, it's I don't know, what show tuning music? I guess. Sure, yeah, but, well, it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a mu- It's a musical, so it's like yeah. that yeah. that big over the top. Usually yeah. high energy music. Right. Yep. So, so you know, it's, it's, it was pleasant enough to hear, and it was sounded pleasant enough. Uh, it sounded well enough done. It just didn't mean anything. Exactly. To me. Yeah. yeah. You didn't walk by saying, "Hey, they're playing that song." You just heard good performed music. Right. Yep. So, if you're a big fan of it, it was a great done. It was a it was a really well done short truncated version of the movie with really well done performers, and there was also almost like an un, I don't know if it was they were suggested to sit there when it started but over the years like the first 10 rows center were they were yelling lines at the during the show that's what you do during the movie there's when there's something stupid said on screen there's a response from the audience they like the people that wanted to do that were kind of isolated to the first 10 rows and if you you could if you were around them you heard them but the farther away you got from them and went to the side stage speakers you didn't hear them it was a really good way to Isolate. You heard noises, but you didn't necessarily uh-huh. hear what they were saying. Right. And sometimes that was a good thing because it's not the most uh, family-friendly responses at the screen. Yeah. But the opportunity was there to, to kind of have a live experience with Rocky Horror That's if you were cool. a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed this. I was – even – I haven't gone to a Rocky Horror performance in – a long time. I, I, there is so much is, more added on to yelling really? back to that screen. I mean, it's like almost all yelling back to the screen. You don't even hear any of the movie anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay. So for me, it was fun to relive that and just, you know, kind of walk down memory lane without having to go to the whole thing again. So it's, I, I enjoyed it. I miss it. I really do miss that it wasn't there last year, especially sure. with knowing that, knowing at the time when everything was revealed for Halloween Horror Nights 25 that Beetlejuice was going to go away. Yeah. 
and it's it's it is i get that part like the whole nostalgia thing mm-hmm. i totally get because shit half the movies that i've been watching lately are nostalgia factors so <laughs> right, yeah. one of my favorite movies is all about nostalgia factor guardians of the galaxy it's like right yes <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so i get i get what you're talking about it's just i don't have nostalgia exactly. for it, and i understand right. that yep. yeah yep but you, yeah, but you, it was I, it, it was kind of sad to see that that a long time tradition, uh, and I guess what it was almost ten years they did the Rocky Horror Picture Show at Halloween Horror Nights, and that was that last year was the first year it wasn't there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I think there were some years in there that were missing, but at least over those nearly those nine years, I would say at least five or six years they had it. Maybe they did have it all nine. I didn't go back to look at that, but it's yeah, it was it's too bad, and and I, it's. It's even worse, not worse now, but it's 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 kind of capped off with knowing that the venue it's always been in is no longer there. And I don't know where they would put it, because I can't think, uh. that apart from Fear Factor, there is no other stadium seating type venue in There's you, the Animal. Orlando. There is, oh, there is, yeah. And that's the where, um, you know what, that's where Freak Show was. I didn't, I'm glad you yeah. said that, that's where I mentioned it. So you could do it there, though, that would be, the <laughs> Beetlejuice set was almost not, like, minimally changed or covered up yeah. because it fits Rocky Horror. The animal actors yeah. one's going to be a little tough, you know, with this, yeah. the, the pig crossing sign or whatever. <laughs> in that yeah. thing. It's been a while since I've been in it, but you could do it. You could do it. You could do it with flat walls. You don't need a whole lot of set. You, you want good performers. That's what you're there for. So, but of right. course it's Halloween Horror Nights. They're not going to go and put a flat set up. They're going to do something. They're going to do it right. So maybe that's a good idea. You should write that in Garen. Okay. I'll start writing letters. <laughs> Looks like they missed 2010, 11, and 12. Oh, did they? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was there for a while, and then it was gone for a while, and then it came back with a vengeance until uh, 15. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, well. Well, there's still hope. And I, spe- I think especially with, uh, I don't know what kind of partnership they have with Fox, but with the new one coming, if it's any good. And then when we hit 30 in a few years and they start doing some more nostalgia stuff, pulling stuff out of the archives, I mean, we'll see it again. Um, Who knows? Yeah. As far as the uh, performances, there's a couple of missions that anyone that knows the show would have recognized. Someone that Quentin would never know. Hot Patootie, <laughs> Bless My Soul was completely gone. That's Eddie's song. That is played by Meatloaf, and he's played by Meatloaf in the movie. And I don't know if this has anything to do with like an imaging rights or uh, uh, or something uh. like that. It always seems... I've, I've seen this before where um, there's been things of Rocky Har- done in Rocky Horror uh, tributes or whatnot, and this often gets left out. So he must have some kind of rights to that song. I don't know what, mm-hmm. I didn't look him up, that, but that wouldn't surprise me. That, or it's one of those songs that doesn't really move the story That's, along yeah, too much. You, it doesn't. You are yeah. right. It introduces it's the character. It's one of those songs you can cut out and not lose anything. <laughs> yeah. And another one following oh. that is Eddie's Teddy. That is yeah. not performed by Meatloaf, but it's about Meatloaf. And again, yeah. if you're already not having the uh, character introduction song, you're not going to have the character exit song and that's what this is so yeah. you might be there the last admission um and only not uh, most most true solid rocky horror fans would know this but not every rocky horror fan might might know this of this song superheroes is cut for them film and that was a song that was never in the u.s release of the movie it was only in the european and foreign markets uh it finally came out i think in like the like super special anniversary edition. It was even when it first was released on VHS so many years ago, it still wasn't in. So this is a song that not every fan, most fans, but not every fan. So that's an easy omission, although it's actually one of my favorite in it. So it kind of stunk, but it wasn't, wasn't there, but I honestly wasn't expecting to hear it when I went to go see this show. 
And I know Quint's upset too. Mm. <laughs> so that's Rocky Horror Picture Show a tribute. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. It did. I mean, like I said, it sounds like it, if you were into Rocky Horror, it would be fun to go to. Yes. Oh yeah, it absolutely was. Yep. Too bad Karen didn't get to see it, and I, I didn't mean that. That sounded sarcastic. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's like because I've been doing that a lot to her lately. Too bad Karen's not here opening weekend. Too bad Karen's <laughs> not here to see all the chance merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> so that let's go to Jack's Carnival of Carnage. Now this is going to be almost as big to talk about as um, Bill and Ted's, and we're kind of getting into the real meat of the show of this episode of this section carnival of carnage i mean this is you can tell by the name if, if you haven't put it together already it is the predecessor to the carnage returns last year right and as we talk about this you're going to see how carnage returns is a is a sequel to this i mean it is a sequel it's not a rehash it's a sequel so i have one big question yes is there a big ass saw? <laughs> no, <laughs> but there's a big ass something at the end. Ah, okay. It's almost almost as good. Okay, so, this is on the Hollywood stage, so in the same area as Carnage Returns. I I really have a odd memory of the placement of the stage being different. I don't know if that's true or not. I need to. There's video of it online, but they're shot directly at the stage. I can't really tell. I need to take a real close look at that and and re, and just remember. But it's in that area. Center stage, there's a large curtain banner, very carnivalesque theme that says Jack's back. To the stage left, looking at the stage left, there's a large curtain that also says Jack's back. I mean, sorry, to the, <laughs> to the stage, huh. to the left of the stage is a large clown face with a draped curtain door. And the show starts off with a security guard helping a young woman find her friends. So you see a guy with a flashlight and a young woman. She explains that some kind of demented, crazy clown took her friends. So the guard is peeking around the set, looks behind the curtains, he doesn't see anything. He looks behind the clown face curtain door and something, he just gets whipped right inside as the girl's back is turned. <laughs> so once that happens and she's alone, the flashlight gone, it's dark, the, that uh, uh, pop goes the weasel tune that we know so well. Yeah. That starts to play over the speakers. The young woman starts to panic, runs off stage, and at the pop, I guess you'd say, of the song, a not what you would ex you, I was expecting Jack, but probably more importantly and very timely, a clown-faced harlequin-dressed woman in a white corset and red skirt comes out, who is named Chance. Chance. Yeah. So this is the birth of Chance. I didn't intend to kind of have our last our indexing history show right before the week Halloween Horror Night starts to introduce Chance, but the timing couldn't be any better. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah, so perfect. this is, this would have been, if Karen had been going, this is where you would have seen Chance for the very first time. <laughs> it's just like her disappointment. Uh. Uh. So the young woman, the, the scared young woman, not Chance, I'll now refer to the young Harlequin-dressed woman as Chance, or I guess I should say Chance as Chance, but the young woman... Uh, it turns to run to the other side of the stage away from Chance, and she's stopped by this huge, just muscle-bound behemoth of a man wearing a leather and, and dark-stained, presumably blood-stained apron. Like, very, it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like, 
it, you know how Leatherface has the butcher smock. It's a le- but it's a leather butcher smock. It like covers him from chest to toe, and it's just stained and nasty. <laughs> and he's wearing a, a, and he's masked on top of it. So very huge, frightening, beastly man <laughs> stopping her. Uh, she runs the other way. The music that had been introduced at that at that with the uh, music box stops, and Jack pops up from beneath the, the stage, much like we talked about in the opening ceremony. So he pops up as a Jack in the Box would. So he comes out to a huge roar from the crowd, announces announces it's showtime, and behind and then. St- just starts to introduce the show. He sets up. It's it's. This is where you you're going to start seeing that Carnival Returns as a sequel. He starts explaining that behind every curtain is a dream, and behind every dream is a nightmare. This is my show. The woman demands. She actually mouths off the. I don't know why anyone in their right mind, not knowing where they are and being surrounded by these people, would like shoot their mouth off to Jack of all people. But she does. She demands to know where her friends are. So. Chance, not smart. No, not yeah. at all. But I mean, I guess. Well, I mean, it, story-wise, it it works out because Chance pulls down one of the center curtains, and lo and behold, there are her three friends locked in a cage. They've been caught, captured, and put in a cage. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, like the victims that we saw, they were this time. We they're all front and center. They're not brought out. Well, they're going to be brought out one at a time. But uh, everyone is in a cage to start off here. Jack explains that her friends are going to bring his dream of this carnival to life. And before things starts, a a chance announces that what you're about to see is real. And the performers are untrained professionals and should not be tried at home and is illegal in 48 of the 50 states. Oh, just 48. Good. So after that, Jack adds, that's why we're doing it here in Florida. Right. Right. Now, where would the where the last day be? What would you think? Uh. Wyoming? Texas? Oh, te- no, you got it. I can't argue <laughs> Texas. Texas <laughs> yeah. is a perfect answer. Yeah. So Jack introduces, I talked about the leather bound, or the leather, no, he's not leather bound, that's weird. The leather clad assistant with the mask. His name is actually Tiny. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one more person added to this. So this is, we have two more people than the last show, or uh, well, it's the following show, but got, we have one more person to assist with the illusions nicknamed the mad magician of the dark arts dr panetti which was interesting because it's like fortunately this character doesn't have the staying power the chance has by any means and neither is tiny but it's fun to introduce a new character and and add something to this whole backstory of what is still one of my favorite halloween horror night events of all time so we got another character here and and you said he was a doctor character yeah dr carnage i'm not sure he's actually accredited So the first, uh, the first thing they have, they unveil. It is called the wreck, and that is it. And their willing volunteer, which I used air quotes again. I keep using air quotes in the show that no one can see, but trust me, I'm using. <laughs> is the security guard that got pulled into the curtain earlier? Uh huh. Yes. So he is put on this wreck. That it's 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 picture this iron wrought steel frame thing where you're bound by your legs on the bottom and bound by your wrist at top and a giant mechanical wheel on the side and you can see exactly where it's going from from here so he is going to jack walks over to the wheel 
He starts giving it a little bit of a turn. The security guard kind of stretches a few inches. He's screaming in pain. So Jack, he kind of gets to a point where he's, he's, he's turning it and nothing's happening. So he calls over Tiny and tells him to give the wheel a little spin. Tiny does. It's a huge spin, which ends up tearing the security guard in half at the torso. <laughs> was the effect pretty good? It was awesome. I didn't see it coming. It's it was yeah I mean because this is now keep in mind uh, this is the first time they've done this kind of stage show so it's like okay they're gonna something's gonna there's gonna be some I thought there's gonna be some like terrible bone crunching sound effects and then he'd pass out so that's yeah. what I'm that's what my uh, I'm anticipating and next thing you know he's torn he's like he shoots his upper torso shoots a foot into onto the rack and. It splits in half and and guts fall out. I mean, the first thing you see is his intestines because they do fall out and and blood and there's blood. And it's like I was not ready for that, and I was like, "Wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that's it for the security guard, as you can as you can mention or as you can imagine. So and that was his story. <laughs> yeah. So, and just to kind of put a little cap on here to kind of like after, after your, your senses have taken in the shock of it, the radio crackles. Someone secure from security is calling for Bob. So Jack picks up the radio, hits it, goes, this is Bob, send more security. And then he puts the bike back down. (laughs) (laughs) So just a nice laugh at the end of, after the shock and all, you're like, and then he does a great Jack-esque joke. I mean, there's no doubt that is Jack's sense of humor. So (laughs) Jack. Jack picks up the lower half of the torso off the rack, hands it to Tiny. He says, do me a favor. Get his ass off stage. (laughs) 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 That's good. So Jack, now as this is all happening, Jack sees a doctor flirting with chance. Now this is important because it's kind of a recurring theme here. So the doctor is flirting with chance. He warns him. To and this is interesting. He warns him, saying, "Remember what happened the last time you crossed me." When he says this, the doctor is kind of like, like he he looks concerned. Like that's okay. I don't want to go through that again. Uh, so now we're back to the trapped friends. They they they're they're starting to clamor to get out because they're scared to death. They just saw what happened to the security card. Jack has Tiny pull one of them out of the stage. Tiny pulls the the one of the the captured friends out of the cage. Jack tells him to pick a card, any card. So he says, if you pick pick the right card, I won't kill you. Jack looks at the card, looks a little upset that it is the right card, and goes, oh, I lied. So then he throws the card, <laughs> and then Jack, Jack actually announces that we what they're going to do now is the self-portrait. So the young man now, this is the, the young man that was pulled out. I didn't mention it earlier. He's sealed into this elaborate box, which Jack says is going to hold him still for some to do a little clown painting. So what it is, is it's he's sealed in the box but his head is poking out so jack picks up a paint palette and starts to begin to paint the young man's face jack's concerned that his smile is uh, the, the i'm sorry jack is con- jack is concerned that the young man isn't laughing and has the doctor check him out to see what's wrong so the doc- doctor concludes that he needs an operation and he starts reaching in from behind the box the doctor now i i tried to set this up i could picture what's happening but i'm trying to set it up so picture the doctor standing behind him his his entire body is covered by this box so this operation consists of the doctor punching his hand from behind and busting through the front of him i'm sure you've seen this illusion before oh yeah but in this case the doctor is now holding the still beating heart of the young man 
<laughs> so a little twist on it. And then, of course, he pulls his hand back through, and then, well, that's it for that young man. So there's still, there's still more left. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but there's yeah, there's still a few in the cage left. So they pull out another victim from the cage and pull another card, and this card is called the lumberjack. Now, what happens here is that well, to, to, a tiny, I said Tony, tiny <laughs> pulls out an, another victim. This time, a young woman from the cage, and the doctor shows a the device that is going to be used for the lumberjack, and. I don't know that a lumberjack actually uses this, but it certainly fits the name. The device is a wood chipper. <laughs> yeah. uh, we saw a wood chipper last year, too. Did we? No, you're thinking the yeah. lumber, I think. Yeah. We did? No. Not in the yeah. show. Not in the show, but we saw a wood chipper last year. Oh, yeah, in a uh, run. I was thinking yeah. in the show. Yep, I know what you're talking oh, no, about. Not, yep. like, not in the show, no. Yeah, okay, right. Yep, yep, yep. yep this it was my chipper, favorite room. Chipper and chainsaw. It was the Canada room, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So this is this one's pretty straightforward. This time the doctor is doing the dirty work. He puts the the young lady in the wood chipper feet first, and a small rain of blood starts to pour down on Tiny. That must be why his leather smock is so stained. They've done the show a few times throughout the evening, right? So now now that the uh, uh, it, it, the kind of it just it's a little bit of a spray and start. Now now the doctor really gives a shove. Gives her a real good shove in there, and then it goes from a well, slight spray to, well, what you would imagine from a wood chipper. Another, just, a, I mean, it's it, just the, the again, you know the woman's being stuffed in an empty box, and that top is a spray of, like, gunk and blood. But just the idea of it is just, like, it's awesome. It's carnage. I mean, it's, that's what the show is called. Exactly. And you have to be in the frame of mind to be loving that. Not really. I mean, you don't have to say you have to be. A sick sicko. I don't mean that at all. You have to be expecting this at this point in the show and and really enjoying it. So I am. I mean, it's gruesome. It's gory, but it's it's. We experienced it last year. It's a big laugh, gore based laugh riot, fun party moment in the middle of this awesome event. It's Jack, and it's off the yeah, fucking exactly hook. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, at this point, Jack tells Tidy to go grab another victim from the cage. This this is the last young man that's in the cage. So now we've got all three. This last guy that was in the cage, he runs over to the girlfriend. Now, the girlfriend has been on stage, and, and as things are going on, she's been kind of bound in this chair contraption. Uh, just kind of, you can see it, but your attention is focused otherwise. So he, he runs over to her. And at this point, this this thing that she's in, she, she's her head is sticking out, and you just see uh, kind of the, the lower part of her, her legs and her her feet. So Jack asks the girlfriend if this, or Jack asks the guy if this is his girlfriend. He says yes. So Jack tells Tiny to get her ready to have her future red, and Tiny does that by covering her head with a burlap sap. And right as that cover, her head is covered. Jack says, "Oh wait, she doesn't have a future." And then he smashes <laughs> her head. With a large novelty hammer, so her head, cl- oh. yeah, oh right into the box. Oh, so this is actually—I I don't want to make direct comparisons too much, but it's this—it's kind of the same device that the guy who got his head smashed by chance yes. in last year, mm-hmm. but different. Instead of it being smashed and then uncovered as a bruised head, her head just went bloop, right into the box. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> so now the only one left is that last her, her boyfriend i guess um so that he confronts jack calling him a psycho jack says he's no psycho i'm just a clown which mm-hmm. in, in quince world there's barely a difference yeah. what do you mean barely <laughs> there is no difference <laughs> <laughs> so then he, 
So then he he says, he this is this is actually again so glad we're doing this now. Jack calls Chance to show him what a real psycho is. so chance pulls out a chainsaw which he happily uses to slaughter the young man on stage excellent yes and now that is not quite the finale because as i mentioned before and i I probably didn't mention enough the doctor is whenever the doctor is not busy he's always flirting with chance and jack is getting more and more mad so Jack now announces, even though this man just young man has been slaughtered on stage with a chainsaw, here's the real finale. Jack, the doctor makes Jack hand him the last card so he can read off what this is, and this is called the Aztec Spikes of Death. So he tells the doctor to prepare the cage. As the doctor is inside preparing the cage, he has Tiny close it behind him, and Tiny starts dousing it with gasoline. So Jack says they needed a volunteer, but we're all out. So guess what, doctor? You'll do. And then Chance finishes locking up the cage, and he's completely locked in. Jack lights a cigar, tosses it at the stage, which explodes because it's been doused with gasoline. As it's engulfed in flames, Jack announces it can't get much worse than that, or can it? And he signals the tiny. Tiny throws a lever, and these Aztec spikes of death, which are about six foot long, sharpened steel spikes, slam into the cage to where the doctor is, engulfed in flames. And then, with one last explosion on top of that, Jack exclaims, "Ladies and gentlemen, the Carnival of Carnage!" And now you know Jack. <laughs> the, nice. This was, as you can imagine, so good and. Like it was, I was, I was never worried that the Carnage Returns would not be a worthy predecessor. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like it's so they they are so well matched. I mean, these two shows were just, I mean, <laughs> phenomenal shows. Sounds like it. Yeah, this one, this is this is definitely going into the Wayback Machine. Yeah, this one, yeah. this one is more like ground floor effects. They didn't have the, um, again, I'm not going to make too many direct comparisons. They didn't have the big ass saw. I mean, that's an advancement in technology, things they can do on stage. Right. They they And they pulled in the blender from 16, so they pulled in another cool thing. This one was a, a, a lot of small, small things. Yeah, smaller uh, visual illusions. They took that gory, the, the gore, and pain idea of that and ramped it up and made, even though there's only kind of one repeat device between the two, they changed that one as well. Somehow they managed to right. switch the dude's head out, which is that that's an advancement in that thing. These uh, carnival of carnage and the carnage returns are like two of the best shows I have ever seen in Halloween horror nights. And I can't wait until they do something like this again. That's why when we didn't get the chance show, though I know Karen is still <laughs> hoping beyond hope, the Academy of Villains has something to do with her. When I did not see a third kind of Carnival of Carnage-esque show listed, I was actually a little bummed. Now, we're very yep. close to finding out what we're going to get, but because of these two shows, it's paving, the, paving the way for something else that I was expecting, that's where my disappointment came in when we walked, talked about the mm-hmm. uh, full reveal. Right. Yeah, you weren't the only one disappointed. Trust right. me. <laughs> yep. Karen's still saying, I know she's in it. Shut up. Yeah, I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll let you know next Friday um, <laughs> what, what we see. Whatever. If she's there, we'll take a picture and send it to you. Yeah. No, that's terrible. You guys are so sweet. 
That's the word I'd use. Hey, mm-hmm. I have to. There's got to be some benefit to living in Florida. There's not many. The fact that I can go to Halloween Horror Nights every night uh, is one. Ulrika and I were just having that conversation this afternoon. She's like, wow, he's really lucky to have the or yeah, the pass so that he can go and check everything out every day. I'm like, look, he's living in Florida. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's like, oh, I guess that'd be about the only good thing about living in Florida. I'm like, well, that and Canaveral. I was just going to say, yeah. rocket launches and Halloween Horror Nights. That's about the only thing I can look forward to on a daily basis in Florida. <laughs> and new Although, rides. And uh, new rides. That's true. Yes. Yep. And, and you do have the best news articles. <sighs> <laughs> the most entertaining, that's for sure. I've, I've now gone from when I see a headline saying, please don't be Florida, to that's got to be Florida. That's what I say <laughs> at this point now. I just read it and go, yeah, it's got to be Florida. It's like, man arrested for brutal meth attack on a llama. That's got to be Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be anywhere else. Person takes bath salts and eats somebody's face, Florida. <laughs> Someone bays in bath salts because they didn't know they were actually not really bath salts and freaks out and eats a car. Florida. Holy Florida. crap, that was Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, but he was visiting Texas from Florida. Florida. Oh, <laughs> there, we go. Florida. Yeah. there we go. He had a layover flight <laughs> from Tulsa. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that is, I mean, if that's not big enough, I mean, I don't know any show that we have talked about that much that wasn't Bill and Ted's. We still have Bill and Ted's for Carnival of Carnage. I know. That's huge. But I mean, again, last year was the same thing that the Carnage Returns was, was a, to me, it was exactly the same thing. It was huge. It was massive. Yep. And yeah. it, uh, it was a spectacle. Yep. I mean, both of these were just awesome spectacles it sounds like you and you and i were at direct disagreements on the uh the the last minute special i did i had said go to bill and ted's because it can't be videotaped you said the hell with it being videotaped tonight you've got to see carnival carnage returns live so yeah absolutely when when it when a show that you can you can see the carnival of carnage there's some awesome videos of or the uh well there's some of carnival carnage but there's even better because it's technology what is it? Eight years later, high def yep. stuff of the Carnage Returns. When you can see a high def, when you have the possibility of seeing a completely high def, perfectly filmed video, and not seeing anything of the other, and you still say suggest go see that live. That's, that speaks how strong of a show that is. I guess for me, um, especially because we were pretty close. It was there was other senses that were going than just visual, right? I yes. Mean, yep. Uh, or visual and audio. I mean, you could feel the heat from some of those fire effects. You could, you know, it, I think we even got misted a couple of times. With, with, <laughs> Maybe. You know, liquid. It was just like, ah, it, it's so much fun, man. It's, it's, it, yeah. You're, I mean, there, the, no doubt the experience of it, the ambience was something that couldn't be matched in a video. And the same with the, 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 um, Carnage or the uh, Carnival of Carnage. Again, there is video of this on there, and I encourage people to see it. Unfortunately, like we had just said, at this point, it's nine-year-old technology, so it's not as great a video as the stuff you see last year. But at least you can see what happened. But you will never get that upfront, front and center, surrounded by like-minded, or maybe not even like-minded, but but fans, fellow fans of the event, which adds. A, just an indescribable dimension to it so that just unfortunately cannot be relived we can watch the videos and i encourage you to watch the videos but we unfortunately can't really relive the entire experience in its fullest again until we get another show like that 
And we were lucky enough, there was at least two people around us that were very squeamish about the whole thing, <laughs> which was awesome. Right, yeah. and just, just watching them squirm was just like, <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, this is one of the shows, and particularly last year, because I had the most people, uh, first timers come visit than ever. Last year, I, I, I told, and you know, Quinn, I told, I didn't tell anybody anything. I said, we're going here next, nope. period. Nope. <laughs> it's called Carnival of Carnage. That's all I'm going to tell you. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was fun. Oh, it's called uh, Carnage I, Returns at the time. Yep. I think Carnage Returns for me was that I went from, we, we just came out of, of the, the scare zone where Banshee's going to be this year. We just came out of my favorite location scare zone. So all the pumpkins and all the pumpkin head stuff. We went, we were just going to turn the corner for the show and get in, you know, get impact for the show. And the only reason we weren't front line center is that the rat lady was there and she delayed us. <laughs> That's right. Yep. <laughs> So it was just like, it was like three really iconic things for, for 25 all packed into like small amount of time. It was awesome. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, one of my, I mean, both are one of my all time favorites. I actually consider it as weird as it sounds, almost like a saga because it's, it's there, there are two shows that hold on their own, but are fun, just as much fun back to back. So one of my all time favorite uh i don't want to saga is not the right word elements of halloween horror nights there you go that's what i'm looking for one of my favorite elements of halloween horror nights is this carnage stage show both of them and i hope hope this continues in the future i think i I hope so too i i was disappointed it didn't continue this year yep karen's like it is going to shut up yeah it is (laughs) it might but only at the media event oh Uh that wasn't nice whatever <laughs> so let's now we're finally wrapping up the entire event like we always do it's taken three parts but this is a big year so let's talk about bill and ted's excellent halloween adventure yay bill and ted. <laughs> in fear factor stage of course it's been fear factor for a couple of years now so we've already been through that story this is we get the um uh, we we have the fail army videos. We have the the music playing as that goes. Now we get a uh, uh, our our usual warning. But now, of course, we've well, actually, we've pretty much set in motion. When I say me, I mean Bill and Ted. <laughs> where we've talked about uh, they set in motion it, it being in a different form each time. And and the past quite a few years, we've had characters. So the character this time was Dwight from The Office. Oh, have you? I don't know if you two watch The Office or not. Uh, they uh, off and on. I, I mean, I I never really got into it, but I've watched a few episodes, and I know I know the character you're talking about. Okay, now uh, I mentioned that because like once I had we and I told this in part one. Bill and Ted was one of the few things we actually saw. Of one of the two things, I should, it's not even few. Two things we saw opening our employee preview night. So we sat right in the front row because that's where we had headed to. We were lucky enough to go in the front row. Um, I'm going to explain how it's a long story, uh, and but I got a good look at this actor being right in front of this actor now. And, and as you guys that, well, Quint knows Karen will learn as we go on. Many of the Bill and Ted actors are reoccurring. Once I got a good look at this guy, I could not see him as the other characters he played for like the next three or four years. I'm like, that's Dwight. That's Dwight. That's right. He's always <laughs> playing something different, but I always see him as Dwight. So it's like, that's why uh, that's more of a personal story for me. But when I wrote down this year was the Dwight introduction, I'm like, oh, that guy. I have no idea what his name is, but he will always be Dwight to me. 
Right. One new thing they added this year, something Quint does know and all Karen knows too. This was new to the warning. This is the year this started. This time they added absolutely positively no photograph or video recording whatsoever. This is the year they stopped letting people take pictures and videoing it. Why? Mm -hmm. There's a billion theories and 999 million of those have to do with Disney. Really? Yeah. It's like Mm. the, 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 the the biggest consensus and there may even be proof behind this because if it's a public record, uh, that would be, I didn't look up the public record, but it seems like, and again, if I'm wrong and, and, feel free to correct me or chime in if, if you're listening the what prompted this was a uh, a lawsuit threat from time warner uh from the year before for i think the superman if there had to be a superman or batman thing because they own the warner brothers stuff probably the batman or it's probably some superman stuff and from disney for the pirates of the caribbean stuff mm. so eliminating videos and pictures makes that a little more difficult to fight and a little more expensive to fight uh, in, yes. in my uh, estimation. I don't know. So now, no more videoing, no more photoing, and it's super strongly enforced as you've probably seen that. If someone holds up a camera, there is an attendant right there with the flashlight in it to ruin the video or the picture, and then if you do it again, you're out. I mean, it is a it's almost zero tolerance. It's like one warning and done. Uh, would not surprise me if it gets to a point of now. I mean, you should know now if you're, and they, it's posted everywhere. In fact, funny enough, the posts are on the stage right now. As I speak, Halloween Horror Nights is still five nights away. The posts for Bill and Ted are on the stage right now saying no videotaping or photography. So I, if, if it hasn't happened before, I, it's would not surprise me to find out there is no warning. It is out. You held uh-huh. up a camera. You're gone. Yeah. So now with that bit of history, and that is a bit of so, history. So I wonder, I mean, um, the Disney part is one thing, but it's also 2007. And mm-hmm. the, uh, there was another major thing that happened in 2007. A lot more people had a camera in their pocket. True, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. So I don't know. It's But yeah, lawsuits is probably more likely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now with that, I mean, like I, I, I just said, it is a bit of history because it, it is. There was a time you could do it. Now you can't. And this is when it started. So, but with that out of the way, we get to the show. So after the warning, we get the dance number. We lead up to We Will Rock You. And then this show, again, as m- many do, but not all do, starts with a black stage. Lights go out. It's black. Bill and Ted are brought out on stage. They are tied to a chair with some bizarre contraptions on their head. And to once you put start putting together what happens, all of a sudden Jigsaw from Saw pops up on screen. Hmm. Yes, and as the Saw movies do, they prepare Bill and Ted for the his usual ultimatum to choose uh, to live or die, good or evil. Uh, the the whole premise of the Saw things. And as <laughs> I got worried here for a second, as he says good or evil, a voice said, Did someone say evil? Uh, it's no, it's not yet. It's <laughs> Dr. Evil, as one might think after everything else, but it might be just as bad because it's, it's a trio that walk out of Britney Spears, Paris Hilton, and Lindsay Lohan. Uh, yeah, now it's worth mentioning that it is the shaved head Britney Spears from that time period. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> and Bill and Ted confused Britney for Doctor Evil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. Yeah, it yeah. is right. <laughs> that's awesome. 
but so now we we jump right into the premise it's it's like we we don't even talk about the whole time travel thing we know bill and ted is based around time travel and these three ladies are here knowing that they've made some bad choices with their lives so they have showed up and are, are here specifically to steal the phone booth so they can fix those bad decisions so now as to not don't forget that i mean to not forget what's going on jigsaw returns to the screen and he's got a new set of instructions for his torture devices. One, get a box. Two, put your junk in the box. And then cut, cut a hole in the box. Yeah, okay. Well, I was like, please, someone know who this. That can't be the yeah. only one that knows this. Okay. Two, cut a hole in the box. Three, put your junk in the <laughs> maybe, box. Maybe I may have missed step two. I don't know. But yeah, so you get, okay. I was like, you got to know this joke for this to actually be Jeez. a joke. <laughs> Jesus, that was that long ago? I know. I was thinking the same thing. That's like, what is that? That is nine years ago. That's crazy. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And even back then, I thought that SNL wasn't that funny anymore. (laughs) Well, that hasn't been since like 1978. Right. Of course. I don't even know when it started. So So now uh, to to make sure that they're covered, Brittany is looking for reinforcements. And she asked where the Pirates of the Caribbean are. And referencing what I just set up, Bill says they can't use them anymore because of legal reasons, but they have another pair of pirates that they can bring out and they bring out. Oh, wow. Okay. I just got the pirate joke. Chaz, Michael Michaels and Jimmy McElroy from blades of glory. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. They come out on roller, on roller blades, but they are still doing the phys- figure, uh, figure skating, um, uh, routine and they're in the pirate costumes from the movie and they're fighting across the stage. That was nice. such a terrible movie. So Brittany's not happy with this this backup, so she calls in for some real bad guys. And there's a this is a uh, very odd introduction. It's like this game show music starts and a game show announcer comes up and he's and he starts announcing him like from He's like, first up in our band of bad guys is Siler from Heroes and Dr. Doom. Come on down. So it's, it's a very weird departure, but with Bill and Ted, expect anything. So Siler and Dr. Doom come down. Now, this must be, I got to look this up quick. Is this the, this has got to be one of the Fantastic Four movie years. One of the and unfortunate he- Fantastic Four movie yeah. years. And Heroes is that old, too. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that is, yeah. We were, who was I just talking? Oh, Dave um, from Stars and Character just started watching that on Netflix. He's in the first season. I said, prepare to be disappointed very quickly yeah. after the first season. But yeah, we were talking about how, how long that's actually been around. Hey, the Rise of the Silver <laughs> Surfer was 2007. Is, is that the one? Okay, I figured yeah. it had to be one of them. Okay. I'm um, surprised he didn't try to do a Silver Surfer thing. Yeah. But anyway, so wouldn't that be a dude who just stands there? Yeah, exactly. That's paint, right. yeah. Paint, painted in silver, holding <laughs> just a surfboard, like a, and just doesn't move. Get right? one of those um, silver mannequins, like in Terminator Two, and just have them wheeled around. That would be funny. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking more. You know, the the, the guys that do this on on piers and, oh, yeah. and shit like that, right? Just <laughs> yeah, like stand man. there with a the surfboard yeah. and like not move. Right, right. <laughs> so he. <laughs> Brittany asked, I guess it's kind of to, uh, is more of an exposition thing, but Brittany asked Skylar what his evil power is, and he explains that he steals other people's superpowers by eating parts of their brain, and then demonstrates by eating a piece of brain he has on hand, and then he suddenly gains the power of telekinesis. Oh. <laughs> Brittany turns to Doom, and Doom exclaims that 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Brittany turns to Doom, asks the same question. Doom answers, but no one has a freaking clue what he's saying through the mask. That is good. That's a good joke. I think, did they use that joke for um, Bane a couple of years ago? Oh, yeah, right? That's a good point. Maybe they did. <laughs> so we, That, that uh, would have been a good recycle of that joke. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Ted, Ted had said, so I got to go back and watch the video. He said something, what I wrote doesn't make sense, but I guess he insulted Dr. Doom to which Dr. Doom actually re- removes his mask and he, he, it, 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 a whiny from a menacing muffled voice to a whiny voice exclaims, Bill and Ted, you will now die. So it's, I, I so it's definitely the Julian, is Julian Glover. Is that his name? That doesn't sound right. The guy from Nip Tuck that played Doctor Doom. What the hell is no McMahon? Julie McMahon. Yeah. So it's definitely it's got to definitely be the, that character then, um, because that guy's his his character's he just wore a mask. He didn't have the whole mask burned to his face like the comic book character. From what I recall, I don't know. I saw those movies once and I think fell asleep during both of them. <laughs> so, but of course now with the declaration of war. <laughs> which happens in every Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted declare that they need some most excellent heroes. And a young girl's voice is heard that leads you to look up in the rafters when she says, did someone say hero? And the cheerleader comes crashing down from the rafters. Right. Of course, of course she does. Yes. So now the, the villains attack. She actually falls behind some boxes. It's you know, obviously a, a dummy. So the, she falls behind the boxes, but then an actress pops up. So the villains start to attack, and she recovers and leads the crowd into a one of those spirit cheers. That we got spirit. Yes, we do. We got spirit. How about you? I shouldn't know that cheer. I don't know how I do, but I do. She's actually being a cheerleader. I don't think she was actually ever a cheerleader in the show. She was just the cheerleader. I don't remember. I don't either now. But anyway, the cheer is kind of a chant to bring out more superheroes. And the first one we get is the black costume Spider-Man from Spider-Man 3. And the spotlight is fixed on him as he performs an interpretive dance to the vintage Spider-Man cartoon theme, which was oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's they take the idea of the shitty dance number from that movie and actually turn it into something <laughs> I, I didn't mind watching. Wow. <laughs> and then after the performance, uh, the Spider-Man is all wound up and, and just screams, why am I so angry? And then Bill replies, because Spider-Man threw, or because uh, Bill, Bill replies, because Spider-Man 3 blew next to Spider-Man 2. <laughs> then <laughs> now to <laughs> kind of retaliate, Spider-Man jumps onto a pole, hangs, raises his legs and shoots a web in a, Kind of the way a natural spider would, <laughs> which doesn't go unnoticed by Ted because it says Ted said, what just what? Ted says, what just came out of your ass? And Bill replies, the plot for Spider-Man three. <laughs> Great attack on Spider-Man three. So in a huff, Spider-Man runs off. Siler's still there. He's wanting to eat Bill and Ted's brains. So he's almost like turning into a, a zombie, which I'd never really thought of until it's pointed out that's like wait Siler does want to eat brains he yep. is a very cognizant zombie right yeah yeah huh so now bill and ted put bake this zombie joke so they put a call out for a kick-ass zombie killing machine and quint you i think will like this out walks cherry darling from grindhouse 
so awesome. But the only change is she's, she's, I don't know if you would call it upgraded or swapped out. Her machine gun leg is replaced from a cannon uh, okay. by two par- pirates she met backstage. Ah, okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Siler runs off. He runs into the barn. Jerry aims and fires. And of course, the barn explodes. The barn always explodes. Oh, this is how it exploded this year <laughs> with, with Jerry Darling's cannon. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, familiar as as the smoke kind of clears or the sound clears from this more really a familiar sound starts to echo in the stadium. Some lights flash. We get like a weird light sequence, and the old garage to the left of the stage opens, and out comes the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Of course. And here we go. Once got that car backstage every year. Yeah, this almost, they do, yep. <laughs> you got to use it, yep. right? Now here we go. Something that's been so much fun to do on this show kind of time traveling in a sense with a reminiscing the gull door wings open and out walks donald trump wow yes God. because now we're like in the start of the apprentice this is the apprentice donald trump this is not the campaign trail donald trump but we're probably gonna have donald trump this year i can't see us not having yeah. him so well yeah here we I mean, go him and clinton both right yeah. five days away from seeing it and we're talking about it, uh, uh, donald trump's definitely gonna be in again i, I can't imagine he's not and, and you know what I'm most excited about uh, with the whole political landscape going on is that that there's a possibility that they're going to have Bill Clinton in again, too. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, 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 yeah. I don't want to even get into this, but he has been saying some crazy stuff. It's been awesome. I love it. It's like he's and not, old not and only, nuts. Not only that, it's been it's been really, really cool to to um to because we've seen Bill Clinton in, in Bill and Ted. Before, yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. And, and they've done some really good shit with him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Last year, last year his appearance was great. He said, "If you win, can I run the country this time?" <laughs> right. That was one of the best lines. <laughs> that was one of the best yeah. lines ever. <laughs> so Trump explains that he bought the car off some from some crazy unemployed scientist that kept run, rambling about a ride closing down and how much he hates primetime cartoons. A ride closing down. Yeah, this is when Back to the Future was shut down and replaced by The Simpsons. Oh wow! That long ago? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Damn. I know. Doesn't this show just make you feel too damn old sometimes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when do we finally get to covering like 21, the year I quit and went and we're like pushing 50 because we seem to keep taking longer every season. <laughs> so that was a good ride. Back to the future. Mm-hmm. It was. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'm really surprised and uh, complete side note, but what the hell? It's a news ad show. I'm really surprised when they had the uh, 2015 thing, like the the day Marty McFly is supposed to come back. I'm surprised they didn't refurbish like half of the Simpsons because it's split into two rides. I'm surprised they didn't use one for just like a week. You wouldn't have to take the cars out, but you could reprogram them and play the old Back to the Future video. I'm surprised they didn't do that just for like a celebration. That would have been fun. That would have been, yeah. But they, they, they didn't, but maybe they might do it with a, with a bigger anniversary. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I say this so casually, like it's easy to do. It may be more difficult than I can even possibly imagine. But And, I, and I, it's it possible that all of that stuff is is um, such old code and old yeah. stuff that it won't run on the new new machines, right. right? Yeah, and who knows? And you know what? I didn't even think of this, but since, I mean, they Universal owns Back to the Futures. That's an easy rights thing to take care of, but they license The Simpsons. There might be something in their licensing agreement that prevents them from mm. taking it down 
it might that not too. be so much putting universe, putting Back to the Future up. It might be taking Simpsons down. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, I, like I say, I say these things so casually, and I have no idea what it takes. But it, right. I was kind of, I wouldn't say I was expecting it, but I wouldn't have been surprised if they had done that. If they had done that, I would have rushed over there and write it again one more time. That would have been cool. But I don't know. Did they, did they do anything for the date? I don't think they did. I'll ask, uh, I'll have to ask, uh, I'll have to ask my wife, but um, she would have told me. The only thing I remember doing that date is buying a USA Today. Because it had the cover from that, that date, that one was in the movie. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. yeah they put a fake, uh, a fake front page on it. It wrapped around the real front page, but the front page was a, uh, an exact re- reproduction of the one from that day where it says you <laughs> jailed for whatever it was. And it was Marty McFly on the cover. It was awesome. That's Still great. Yeah. I didn't, I actually, I missed that day. I caught most of the jokes the next day when they were making fun of it on the internet. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so now Trump is here because he sensed a disturbance in the force, which that line should piss <laughs> Quince off. His, his, his description of the disturbance is the sound of two giant thighs rubbing together and life as we know it suddenly be si- being silenced. And Bill and Ted know he can only be talking about one thing and they both exclaim, Rosie O'Donnell. Oh my god. And Rosie, this is when I forgot Trump and Rosie yeah. had some kind of weird war, a feud or whatever you want to call it. I don't yeah. know what the hell it was. Twitter feud or something. I couldn't right? care about less about either of them, so I don't remember it. Holy shit. But Rosie appeared on stage and each, every time she said something, it ended with a Godzilla roar. Which <laughs> <laughs> is awesome. She re- she she sees Trump and chases him. The two run off stage. Bill and Ted are still on a search for some heroes that can help because it's been pretty shitty so far. And <laughs> as they are saying this, enter Leonidas from Three Hundred calling for his Spartans that year. It, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Two thousand seven was a very interesting it year. Was, for yeah. Pop culture. Yeah. Yep. Leonidas can't find any of his Spartans, so in his anger, he strikes Doctor Doom. Pulling his heart out and killing him right there on stage. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Let's get rid right. of Dr. Doom. He doesn't need to say anything else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was a terrible, it was a terrible reference to a terrible movie. Yeah, so let's right. just get it out of there now. But now that he's, he's lost his temper, Bill and Ted's on the calm down because they found their Spartans and they point up on the screen and they show them online waiting for one of the houses and commenting that they should have bought an express pass. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> ah, yeah. Right. Oh, that's just, yeah, now you're fucking with the audience. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So his rage, he's, he's, is explodes. He's screaming. It scares everyone off stage. He goes off stage screaming, but there is one character left on stage, and that is the cheerleader, and she's all alone. Uh, her, she starts just one of those like real self referential yet uh, horror movie paradising speeches where she loudly announces that she's all alone. Innocent and a virgin. And this summons the appearance of Michael Myers from Halloween. <laughs> so he approaches her. She, uh, with with the knife, she turns around. He gives her a stab. She falls down. He starts to walk away. She, like, does one of those little twitches where you hear her spine crack into place. And she goes, oh, awesome. So then she jumps back up. She begins, she begins to um, record a journal saying, Journal 63, I'm being stabbed to death by some dick in a William Shatner mask. 
(laughs) (laughs) This enrages Michael Myers, and he continues to stab her. And as he does, she is kind of enjoying it. And you you get what I'm saying here without me having to make the choices. He's getting a little sick of her being stabbed by, or enjoying being stabbed, so he grabs her head, twists it, and you hear her neck break. She falls to the ground. He starts to walk off. You hear the crack in the place again. She goes, oh, awesome, once again. And she jumps up. (laughs) Myers is actually freaked out at this point, which is an awesome characteristic or an awesome moment for this character we've never seen before. <laughs> so, well, yeah. yeah. So the um, uh, cheerleader jumps up and she starts to warm up to him, saying, "Maybe they should take this a little further." So Myers, <laughs> so Myers is actually into this, and he tears off his blue jumpsuit to reveal just a pair of jack o' lantern boxers. Oh, Jesus. And the two class fans and run off stage. But she runs off stage first, and then he gets stopped by Chris Hansen from To Catch a Predator. I- <laughs> what was that, Garrett? Were you That's say? funny. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say you were going to guess that. <laughs> no. He introduces the episode as the psychopathic killers that are a go go to make no no with a young ho. <laughs> So Chris Hansen asked Michael Myers if he was aware that she literally was underage. He shakes his head no. And Hansen begins to produce a printout of a chat chat transcript they had. (laughs) Hansen holds up the script to show Michael Myers. Michael Myers reads the first few lines, pulls his knife, goes through the transcript and into Hansen. So he's done. (laughs) All right. Yep. (laughs) That's one way to get out of trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Now, Remember, it's a Bill and Ted show. Bill and Ted have returned, and Brittany, Paris, and Lindsay are also there. There's how a is, that? How has nobody killed them yet? Okay, well, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, just in general. That's just a statement. That has nothing to do with the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of a dissension in the ra- ranks between the girls. They start verbally fighting, prompting Lindsay Lohan to comment on Paris, saying she's so easy, even a caveman will do her. And that prompts the guy, uh, that prompts the Geico caveman to emerge from the phone booth with a large bone. Oh man! He, <laughs> I, was hope, I was hoping there'd be a trailer park voice. Right now. <laughs> no, there's no, there's never been. I, I'm not I sure know. there ever will be. <laughs> so he knocks out Paris with the bone, hoists her over his shoulder, and uh, walks off stage with her. <laughs> Bill and Ted now give Brittany one more chance to give up. She refuses, and Bill and Ted reveal their one last hero. Smoke engulfs the time traveling phone booth when it clears. The it reveals that the phone booth is actually a transformer. So the robot form of the phone booth dispatches the villainous Brittany from the show. At this point, the music starts. The cast member and cast members, including the robot form of the phone booth, start their final dance number. And that is the Carnival of Carnage installment of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Well, I I know I'm just looking up and the first Transformers movies was indeed 2007. Yeah. Mm. And also um, Rob Zombie's Halloween movie was 2007. Yeah. I, that's uh, Yeah. Okay. I mean, Michael Myers is you can use him anytime, but that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't consider that. Yeah. That, that makes perfect sense, actually. Yep. I mean, that's why I was, I was thinking, well, yeah, Michael Myers, okay, it's, it's, it's a Halloween event. You can use him anytime. But I'm just like, out of curiosity, was there anything? And yeah, yeah, there was. <sighs> <laughs> so that is it for 
the shows. That's not it for the event. There's some stuff I need to talk about. We won't take too long in here, but it's very important to the show and or to the year. And I didn't know where to put it in. I, in hindsight, once we had gotten through scare zones in the in the opening of the of the event, they, they would have fit there. But that's not how I had my notes, and we didn't get to it. I wanted to talk about the entrance because the entrance to this point and and in subsequent years, there's there's details have come and gone. This was a huge part of the storytelling of the Carnival of Carnage. Mainly the main archway that you walk into had that old gold gilted carnival entrance that red Halloween Horror Nights that is on the event guides. That's just not for marketing purposes. You actually walked into that entrance as you walked into the event. Oh, cool. Yeah. So you, and you had the carnival feeling right away. Uh, above that was a, that filled like the rest of the archway, especially the, the, the uh, rounded top was a Ferris wheel that would turn. And in the middle was a, uh, a drawing of Jack's face again, selling that, that carnival theme. There were flag streamers going from the very top of that archway down to the lower archways. And I think there's like maybe six on each side. And there again, you, that makes, tent shape and those those streamer flag those flag streamers certainly are seen in carnivals again just these just detail upon detail now something that we've seen for many years and and quentin karen karen's off for this year and quinn has seen it every year you have banners of the headlining events on over the archways in this case they were made to look like old very aged, yellowed, canvassed, hand-painted attraction things that you would have seen in an old carnival. And they featured the four headliners. On the far, far left was Jack, and it read, uh, Jack Presents the Carnival of Carnage. Next to him, to his right, it's and it, they're written in, as show headlines. It says, the the sensational slasher artistry of Freddy Krueger. And there's the, the picture of Freddy Krueger. On the other side, you had the chainsaw wizardry of Leatherface and the painting of Leatherface. And then finally next to him, all the way to the right, was the mask master of the machete, Jason. And they were framed in these just dirty, aged, old, white and red striped canvases that you would think of a carnival tent with. Uh The the detail was just amazing. How much thought they put into setting the stage for this as you before you even handed your ticket in was just unreal. And to top it all off, in front of the archways to the right was a small caravan bus. And it was uh, 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 not even small, just a caravan bus. It was rusted to hell. There were streamers <laughs> hanging from it. There was uh, steamer trunks on top of it. There's some of the bits of the red and white canvas stripe tents hanging from it. And on the side was a mural of Jack the Clown as the fortune teller from the commercials in front of a crystal ball holding the tarot cards that we've talked about in the last two episodes. This, I mean, they have had things come and go, especially with the the one like the Walking Dead uh, year that were they all scare zones. I remember they had like some detail to this this extent. I don't think they've ever had this much detail in 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 a um running theme for the event that they had at the entrance of this. It was amazing. Hmm. Mm, okay. Um. I would argue that that it's possible that the the Walking Dead scare zone year was close. Right. But- okay. But no, this sounds insane, though. It was. And they carried on the um, carnival theme inside with one really, really big. And I mean, in, 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 in both ways. I mean, in physical stature and as in that sets a carnival theme inside the park. All the way to the back of the park, what I consider the back of the park, 
um, it's debatable. I don't, I'm not even really sure what the back of the park is. Over by the World Showcase, where Men in Black is, they had mm-hmm. a full-sized, classic, old Carnival Ferris wheel running. Really? Yeah. Nice. It, yep. And it had they. I, I'm I'm sure they. Maybe well, I don't know for sure, but they they painted the uh, the chairs were kind of the yellow, the red, and the white. They alternated, and that was kind of the primary colors. I mean, you had the red and white, um, red and white tent thing, and then all the parchments were yellow. So you had the same color palette. It had a six pointed star pattern inside inside of it, and the uh, you know every once in a while, one of the lights were blown out to kind of give it an age and whatnot. So you could see that almost anywhere from the park that just kind of put in your head maybe actively or maybe even passively that you were in a carnival another simple maybe not simple setting up a ferris wheel isn't easy but again a single element that's what i want to say a single element that really sells a theme and which makes this year to me so damn special apart from me having so much fun at it it's just like wow this is just like this is this i'm out of universal studios i'm in the carnival of carnage it was not a hard sell with the amount of detail they put in everything right was was the it wasn't rideable, right? No. Oh, well, I mean, if, I mean, it could have been rideable, but they weren't having rides on it. I, mean, right, I don't okay. know. I don't know what kind of function it was in, but I mean, it looked like it could have been, but they weren't putting people on it that I yeah. saw. At least, I don't think they did. So missed opportunity to have um like dummies or something <laughs> hanging from <laughs> yeah, it. I know, right? <laughs> a couple of nooses and um, going back to the scare zones real quick. We did have someone on Twitter tell send a message that the music in the scare zones was done by the ministry of sound. I had not heard that before and I didn't look it up, but he was uh, pretty sure about not even pretty sure about that. He was actually pointing it out to me. So that is another element. I, that's, that's, I, that's, I love when people share things with me. That I didn't know that is an element. I did not know about this. I didn't know they had a single uh, performing group do a, do the soundtrack for the scare zones, which, you know, helps connect the thing is a single entity, even though it was different music in each one, it was by the same group. So you had a, a consistent sound to it. So that is, that is a cool thing I had never learned until releasing the first two parts of the show. So thank you for that information. And of course, as always, if anyone has any more information to add to us, give it, send it, feel free to send it. I love, love learning about this. I don't, I certainly won't ever pretend I know everything about this. And I'm always, always excited to learn something new. That was one of the highlights of our Colin show, which is, I'm looking forward to doing it again when 26 starts because I'm sure people are going to tell us stuff we missed on our first few times around. Of course. Yep. Last thing I want to talk about as far as this goes was the website. We have talked a lot about the websites in the past. This one is huge. And I'm actually going to cut this description short and tell you to go to horrornights.be, go to the old websites and check it out. There is so much to do on this site. It's ridiculous. The site is still online. Most of the, most of the links work. Like the merchandise, the tickets, and a couple of contest links don't work, but th- those are so uninteresting compared to the rest. What is interesting is that every house has a short introduction by Jack. There's a video for every house. Then you click on a ticket. There's a ticket for it. You click on a ticket. You are led into another interactive page for that house. There's like at least two or three clickable things about that house on that page. The tarot card motif carries over. Everything is listed on a tarot card, like the like the eight of swords or the the death card, that kind of display. I only mention that because interestingly, when you get to the shows page and you click on Jack's Carnival of Carnage, that's printed on the chance card. 
Oh. I, th- oh. I thought that was kind of neat. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but considering we had the introduction of Chance this year, to have that show printed on the Chance card in the tarot deck was pretty neat. Yeah. There is a Jax extra sex- section that has wallpaper and icons. Had the commercial that we talked about in the first episode. We use a clip for it for introduction in our introduction because this is one of my favorite years of my favorite commercials. There's a survival guide that's still downloadable. All the stuff is still there. Then way this is the best part. Way at the at the very top right corner, there is the JS Jack Schmidt logo. They actually used that logo last year for the social media party. If you click on that, it opens a whole new interactive set. It is a carnival grounds with a bunch of clickable items like Jack's van, uh, different uh, tents. You click on those and it leads you to a puzzle. And if you solve the puzzle, you would get a preview of whatever that represented the event. So, for instance, there's a puzzle where you have to assemble Freddy's glove. And if you assemble it in the right order... They'll, they played like a 45-second preview video of the maze. So you could get a glimpse at these mazes by solving these puzzles before the event started. I'm on the site now, and I'm just it's <laughs> like, yeah. it's really, really cool. Yeah, really, really intricate website. Probably the best of them all. And now with that, I will finally say, that is the Carnival of Carnage. It's, I'm, and it just keeps freaking going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very cool. Sounds like a, I mean, it sounds like a year that's going to be hard for the next segment to, for us to do our next segment. Right. Yeah. It's, I can, I can promise. Well, I I hope to promise it's not going to be three parts. We might be in two part of territory now, mainly because it's, it's, there's, there's, we discussed it from the very first episode, almost every year or at least every few years, they add stuff to it where there's more stuff to talk about. And I like to keep the episodes below Two hours, definitely. Like 90 minutes to an hour is what I really want to go to. So splitting them up just for the sake of ease of listening. So, but I don't think we're going to have a three-parter again until we get to 2025 if we do a a retrospective on 25. Because that's three of us having the time of our lives. We'll have so much to talk about when we get to it. Yep. All right. So... Let's do a quick yeah, time machine. Way, way back <laughs> way machine. Way machine. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start with Karen this time on everything because Matt actually went to this stuff. Yes. And we're probably going to follow that that uh, motif until um, the, the years when Matt and I are both going and then yeah. we'll figure something else out. But all right. So mazes, Karen. You've got, what, eight mazes this year? Yeah. <laughs> She's already thinking, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh man, this would be a tough, tough choice. And I think my top two choices would be between the Psychoscarapy, Home for the Holidays, and Jack's Funhouse, mm, and Clownovision. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but I think, and this is only based on the fact that the Clownovision is not 3D. I think I'm gonna. I would go back and see the psychoscarapy. Clownovision is 3D. Clownovision is 3D. Oh, it was 3D. Yep. Yeah. Oh God, I forgot that already. <laughs> oh well, that just made it even harder. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think I'm still gonna skip with this psychoscarapy. All right. Obviously, Matt. I like that story. Yeah, I, I. It's a. It's right up there for sure. Yep. Yeah. Matt? Oh, hands down, Psychoscare. I knew this answer before we asked it. Psychoscare, be home for the holidays. I'd love to see that one again. 
Yeah, the the one the other one actually weirdly enough for me was the thing assimilation because after you told me about it, yeah, it, well, it sounded like it had some really good scares yeah. and some really good uh, effects in it. But I I think we're gonna have to just like commute on this one because Psycho Scare <laughs> for the holidays just sounds like like uh, especially because of what they did with the scare zone you know last year and all that stuff. It just yep. yeah, let's do that. Nice. Um, scare zones. Well, there isn't really easy. There's only one. (laughs) Yeah, there's (laughs) only one. So we all get to go do that. Uh, See shows. Mm -hmm. Shows is going to be what normally the scare zones are because shows is almost always. Ah, let's go see Bill and Ted. Yeah. This year it's um for for you both of you. There's three that are of interest. For me, there's more likely two that are of interest. But uh, um, Karen. Oh, Carnival or Carnage, hands down. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bill and Ted sounded funny, and it, it has a lot more references that I, I would have gotten that year. It's Carnival of Carnage just sounds amazing. Matt? Um, if there wasn't the Carnage Returns last year, I probably would have said Rocky Horror, so I could see it again. But the fact that now these two are so intertwined in my memories, I've, I if I could see Carnival of Carnage again, that that would be it. There, no question. So Carnival of Carnage. Yeah, my, my answer is exactly like yours. If, if I had not seen uh, The Carnage Returns last year, I would have been tempted to go stick with Bill and Ted because they're always good. But no, Carnival of Carnage. Yep. Yep. Yeah, just it's yeah, it sounds like the birth of, of la- or birth of what we saw last year. And that would have been cool to see. Yep. Well, cool. All right. That wraps up way back. Way back yep. was easy this year. Yep. A um, couple things I wanted to do real quick. Uh, we had done a Santa's sleigh giveaway a few episodes ago. The winners have gotten their this. I wanted to congratulate them. I gave two away. Uh, first, the Twitter one. It was a Twitter contest, and Louis P.O., he was the first to answer the question, what was the safety word for the severe house that never happened, or severe fear house, and that was, I am a fluffy bunny. On Facebook, a gentleman named Chris E., he had said, I don't use Twitter, but I'm going to give it a shot. And he gave it there. I was like, you know what? We didn't say Twitter or Facebook. And we forget that we do have a Facebook page because Twitter is where we have most of our interaction, which I really need to get get to better on that. Now, Dave usually from Stars and Character usually does our Facebook stuff. But for, for Halloween Horror Nights, I need to get on that. But besides that, or even forgetting that, since Chris have pointed out that he's not on Twitter, but he is on Facebook, I sent him one too. So congratulations cool. to Louis P.O. and the Chrissy. And now what this is, again, if you're just joining us, we're going to do a Christmas special. And this year, we're going to do a commentary track on the greatest Christmas movie ever, <laughs> Santa oh, Slay, yeah. starring Bill Goldberg. Yeah. That but, is a true know, sentence. You yes. know, uh, the best thing, so I, I, I kind of hammered together the Christmas episode last year, just kind of, I wanted to do one and I, I did a few things and then it, it worked out really well. But the best thing to come out of that episode <laughs> yep. was that movie. Yep. Yes. So uh, we God. still have more copies. I think with 26 approaching, it's time to give at least another one away. What do you guys I think? think? So, so I, yeah, yeah. what do you yeah. think? Uh, any ideas? I don't have any off the top of my head, but we could probably whip one up real quick. Ooh. We already did that. We already did that. <laughs> hmm. Okay, here we go. This is this will be for a true listener. I said in this episode, in this episode that 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 the Bill and Ted was one of the two things I did in when I went to employee preview. If you can tell me what the second is, and I'll give you a hint. 
you don't necessarily have to remember what I said. You, if you know me and you have listened to our uh, other episodes and you've heard me say which of my one of my favorite uh, uh, character appearances is, you should be able to figure this out. But if you can tell me what the other thing I did was, I'll even give you another hint. I'll narrow it down to eight choices. It was a maze. What is the one maze I went to on Employee Preview? If you can tell me what that is, even take a take a guess. If you don't know, if you don't know what I said, you can probably do a pretty good guess if you've listened to the show in the past. Post that, and first one that posts it right, you're going to get a copy of Santa Slay. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right. There you go. That's what we do. Like I said, if you don't remember, take a guess. You're probably going to guess. Guess right. It's not real hard with those hints I gave. All right. With that, that is... Like I said before, the Carnival of Carnage, that is probably the majority, if not all, of our history coverage for this season because 26 is literally less than five days away. We're four days and hours to go, and we're going to start our 26 coverage like we did. Actually, we're going to do more than last year because I got some ideas how to micro uh, uh, focus on some things and not spoil. That was always our our biggest fear was spoiling stuff. I have some ideas that I think will be fun and will include the Collins, which was a fucking blast and I want to do yeah. more. So 26 coverage is going to be huge. And then we're all going to need a break until Christmas and wait for the next season. We, which if shit, you know what? I might as well just start planning for a March return because they started announcing stuff in April last year. I'd like to be ahead of them this yeah, year. Right? We'll see. But that is, that is don't, I'm not even going to think about that because 26 is coming gonna have a blast we're gonna be talking a lot about 26 we're gonna talk a lot of people about 26 so get ready everybody 26 is upon us it's that time of year it's the best time of year and here we go so with that i will say thank you for listening thank you for tuning into all the parts of the carnival of carnage and until our 26 coverage starts one more time i'll say thank you for listening and we'll see you in that episode thank you for listening to the catacombs of halloween horror nights podcast the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright Universal Studios or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.